Welcome to the crossroad. Once again, this is uh, Tsapamafata coming to you. And today we will be looking at John, the Gospel of John, um, chapter 6. Um, in, the last, in the last show, what we did is we actually looked at John chapter 10, or part of John chapter 10, and, and, and dealt with the part where Jesus was referring to his own people as the sheep and himself as the good shepherd and that brought a lot of discussions among the people and among those that that i meet with and there was a lot of questions regarding that uncertainty i did mention in that in that uh, program that this is not something that is easy to understand but we saw that in john 10 jesus indicated that there is a group of people um, that will believe in him, that he will die for, and these people are, are the ones that have been given to him by the Father, and that there are those that are not his people and will not believe in him. And we also saw that um, Jesus said, because he had at that time come for the Jews, uh, that he, he, he also illustrated that it is not only for the Jews, it's not only the Jews that will form part of this specific group of people that he will die for, but also the Gentiles, or non, some of the Gentiles, or some of the non-Jews, will also form part of the group of specific people that he, he will die for, a group of specific people that will believe in him, and a group of specific people that the Father has given to him. And he also mentioned that once... The Father has given these people to him, and once he has died for them, he will give them eternal life, and they will never ever lose their salvation, because no one can snatch them out of his hand or his uh, God's hand. And because both Jesus and the Father protect these specific people, then the guarantee is there that they will receive eternal life, and they will never... They will never lose it. Now, we are continuing with pretty much the same theme. Because after, after the discussions and the uncertainty that I got from the previous uh, program, uh, I thought it would be better to show that it is not a once-off thing. It's, it is something that is actually throughout the Bible. And if Jesus himself has said it, then kind of is very difficult for you to, to can question that and, and disagree with that unless if you want to get into a debate with Jesus Christ. So today, for our discussions, we'll be looking at John chapter 6, from verse 34 to 46. Now, just as a background to, to this uh, passage of scripture, in John chapter 6, we, we at the beginning of, of chapter 6, this is when Jesus actually feeds the 5,000. And um, um, after feeding the 5,000, he then walks through water. He sends, firstly, his disciples to, 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 to go before him on the other side to Capernaum. And um, whilst they were on the road, we know that Jesus actually walked on water and met with them in the middle of the, of the Sea of Galilee. And, and we know that when they got to the other side, the people followed him. And Jesus tells us that they followed him not because they, they, they wanted him, but rather because they wanted more food. 
the one of the pastors I've, I've heard preaching on this said they wanted breakfast since when they ate uh, the, the the bread and the fish that Jesus fed them uh, um, it was it was towards the evening and therefore that was dinner so now they wanted breakfast and and Jesus is is now speaking with them on the other side of, of the Sea of Galilee at, at, at Capernaum and this brings us to exactly where 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 we are now in in, in verse 34 so the discussions are continuing and 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 it comes to verse 34 where they 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 the crowd that had followed him um looking for breakfast pretty much as as this other pastor has said the this crowd that followed him, they said to him sir give us this bread always because jesus just said to them that he is the bread of life and they said now give us this bread always so that we shouldn't hunger and we shouldn't uh, have to uh, uh, look for food anymore and then Jesus' answer in verse 35 says Jesus said to them I am the bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst now it is very important for us to understand this usage of the word comes and believe in this verse because once we miss what it's meant here by comes to me then we will miss the point of the whole of the whole passage now for us to help us Jesus here is saying whoever comes to me shall not hunger what does it mean come to me and to help us with that let's go and look at John 5.39 now in John 5.39 Jesus says in 540 sorry yet you refuse to come to me that you may have eternal you may have life so in other words the coming to jesus will result in life eternal life as you can see here in verse 39 maybe we should just read from 39 he says here jesus jesus speaking you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it is they that bear witness about me yet you refuse to come to me, having read the scriptures and the scriptures bearing witness about Jesus Christ. Yet, you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Which life? Eternal life. Now, let's look at John 7, verse 37. Um, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Now, we can see from... John 5, uh, 39 and 40 and John 7, 37 that come to me here is synonymous with believing because in, in, in John 5, 39 he says come to me that you can have eternal life. Now come to me can only mean come to me in faith because just, just coming to Jesus as you would come to a festival or come to the house would not make sense that you will have eternal life just by coming. So this coming refers to coming in faith because it is only by faith that we are saved. So this come to me here, and this is why you see it in this verse here, that come to me and believing are used here interchangeably. So when you see I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me in faith shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me has faith in me, 
shall never test. So this is about faith in Jesus Christ. So when Jesus Christ says, whoever comes to me shall not hunger, it means whoever comes to me in faith shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me, whoever has faith in me again there, shall never test. So once you understand that each time that Jesus speaks about coming to me, that he refers to coming in faith, you will understand the rest of the, the, the passage very well. Now, he says, Jesus said to them, after they said, give us the bread of life, uh, give us this bread always. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me in faith shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never test. So this is the statement that Jesus makes. I am that bread of life that you are looking for. I am that bread of life that you want. And if you come to me in faith, you will not hunger. And if you believe in me, you will never test. Now in 36, Jesus says, But I said to you, the same crowd, that you have seen me and yet do not believe. So although you have seen me, you do not believe. Despite the fact that I am the bread of life, despite the fact that if you come to me, you will not hunger, and despite the fact that if you believe in me, you will never test, you have seen me, the bread of life, and yet you do not believe. Now in verse 37, here comes the same shocking statement to, that, that Jesus made in, in, in John 10, shocking in the sense that it is contrary to what we've been taught, contrary to most beliefs. And Jesus says here in verse 37, after having said that you have seen me, yet you do not believe, he gives a reason for their non-belief. Not only a reason, he also shows confidence in his work of salvation that he has come to do. He says, you don't believe me. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Now, it's very important for you to see how verse 37 links with verse 36 and 35. Remember that in 35, Jesus said, whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never test. And I said to you, comes to me and believes are used interchangeably. They are both referring to believing in Jesus Christ, coming to faith Jesus Christ. Jesus then says in 36, But you have seen me, and although you have seen me, you do not believe. 37, then he says, All that the Father will give me will come to me. And again I said to you, come to me here means come to me in faith. All that the Father gives me will come to me in faith. And whoever comes to me in faith, I will never cast out. So in other words, all that the Father gives me will believe in me. And whoever believes in me, I will never cast out. Yet, you do not believe. In fact, I made a note here for myself that what Jesus is saying here is, even though you don't believe, and you don't, all those whom the Father has given me will come to me, will believe in me. So, I am this bread that you are looking for. And whoever believes in me will not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never test. 
But although you have seen me, the very bread of life that you are asking for, you have not believed me. But here's the thing. Those that the Father give me will come to me. Meaning, you do not believe me because the Father has not given you to me. Think about it. You have seen me. The bread of life. The one that you are asking for. The bread, the very bread that you say here in verse 34. Give us this bread always. I am the bread of life. You have seen me. Yet you do not believe me. But all that the Father gives me will come to me. They will come to me. They will believe in me. They will come to me in faith. Yet you do not believe. So the conclusion that is drawn then between verse 36 and 37 is that these crowd, these people who have seen Jesus, the bread of life, and yet do not believe, have not been given by the Father. Because all, not a single one will, give it, will be left out. All those that the Father gives Jesus Christ will come to Jesus Christ. They will not form part of verse 36. They will not form part of those in verse 36 that do not believe him. Because all that the Father gives Jesus will believe in him. And not only that, and whoever comes to Jesus in faith, whoever believes in Jesus, he will never cast out Remember John 10? Who can, no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Again, Jesus reiterates that once you come to faith in Jesus, Christ, in, uh, in Jesus Christ, because the Father has given you to him, you will never lose your salvation. Never. But for you, to come to Jesus, you have to be given by the Father. Otherwise, you form part of those in verse 36 who have seen Jesus Christ, the bread of life, and yet do not believe. And they do not believe because all that the Father gives me will come to me. They have not been given by the Father. Very important that you understand this first part. You have people, this crowd, this very same crowd that Jesus fed, previously, or the, the, the day before. They are saying to him, give us this bread, and Jesus says, I am the bread. Whoever comes to me in faith will not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But you have seen me the bread of life, yet you not believe. But I can tell you that all that the Father gives me will come to me in faith, and I will never cast them out. So, the, pre, the, the, the necessary condition for coming to faith in Jesus Christ is that the Father must give you to Him. He must. Now, some may say, but wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I see that this verse says all that the Father gives me, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the Father will not give everyone to Jesus Christ. The question then I would ask you is, if the condition required for you 
to come to faith in Jesus Christ is that the Father must give you. If you land up in hell, then the Father did not give you to Jesus Christ. Isn't it? These people here that do not believe, they do not believe, and Jesus says, because the Father has not given them. Because if they had been given them by, father, uh, by the Father, they will come to Him. This is not maybe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Therefore, they do not believe, although they have seen him, the bread of life that they are asking for, because they have not been given by the Father. Why? Because all that the Father gives, Jesus Christ, will come to Jesus in faith, will believe in him. And whoever believes in, uh, comes to uh, Jesus in faith, Jesus will never cast out. I hope that is now clear now, that this 35, 36, 37 simply means that the disbelief or the unbelief of the group of people that were following Jesus was not because of something that is in them or something that's lacking in them or because they were not bright enough and so on. It is simply because they were not given to Jesus by the Father. That's it. Now, in verse 38, Jesus says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now, this for here, Jesus gives, you can say because as well, Jesus gives a reason for whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Why will he never cast them out? Because he has come down from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of him who has sent me. And what is that will? This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing, again, you see, never cast out, lose nothing, of all that he has given me, the Father gives, but raise it up on the last day. So, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will never cast them out. Why will I not cast them out? In verse 38, because I have come down not to do my own will, but the will of the Father. What is that will? It is the will of the Father that I should lose nothing of all that He has given me, all that the Father gives me. Of all that He has given me, I should lose nothing but raise it up on the last day. Double confirmation that you will not lose your salvation. Because Jesus has come to do the Father's will. And what is that will? The will is... He should lose nothing but raise it up on the last day. If anyone goes to hell, Jesus did not do the will of the Father. If a single person that the Father has given to Jesus, if Jesus loses them and does not raise them up on the last day, then Jesus has failed. Because he has come to do that will. His will or his mandate as we speak these days was that I will give you people. The Father said, I will give you people. And these people that I give you will come to you. And when they come to you, you will lose nothing of them. Not a single one will be lost. And you will raise all of them up on the last day. 
Can Jesus fail? Can he fail? Those that have seen him and do not believe, they do not believe because they have not been given by the Father to him. But those that are given by the Father to him will believe in him. And he will never cast out. Why? Because it is part of what he is supposed to come and do, which is to lose none of these that the Father has given him and to raise them up on the last day. Second reason why he will never cast out is that, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. So once more, Jesus continues that if it, if it was not clear what he meant by raise them up on the last day, he means have them eternal life. Give them eternal life. And this is the will of the Father. That everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him. Now this everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him is not every single person on earth. It's those that the Father has given to Him. Because remember, you will not come to Him in faith if the Father has not given. So, everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him, it is the same people that the Father gives to Jesus. Because this believing will not happen unless the Father has given you. You will be like the people in verse 36 who have seen Jesus and yet do not believe. So this everyone here should not be mistaken to mean that every single person on this earth who decides, I believe in Jesus Christ, will go to heaven. The only way you can decide that is if the Father has given you to Jesus. If he doesn't, you will not look on the Son and you will not believe in him and therefore you will not have eternal life. Because it is only those that the Father gives to Jesus and those that even then as a subsequent believe in him that will have eternal life. And it is the very same people that will be raised up on the last day. So how then can anyone conclude that this talks about every single person on earth? Yet if in verse 36, there are those already when Jesus was here that did not believe. And they did not believe because their father had not given them to him. This is Jesus speaking. No one else. This is Jesus himself. And he says, you do not believe because the father has not given you to me. So that you can come to me in faith. And those that come to me in faith, I will never cast out. Because it is my Father's will that I give them eternal life. It is my Father's will that I lose none of them. And it is my Father's will that I raise them up on the last day. Very similar. Very, very similar to John 10. Verse 41. So the Jews gambled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Are you currently watching this program? Are you part of those that are gambling? 
do you not believe Jesus Christ when he says that he is the bread that has come down from heaven? Are you part of these churches that question that Jesus came down from heaven? Here is Jesus' answer to Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. Do not. No one can come to me unless the Father who has sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. This statement again is just so shocking that it's, it's just hard to ignore. Jesus says, Do not grumble amongst yourselves. What were they grumbling about? They could not accept that this very Jesus, whom they know as the son of Joseph, whose father and mother they know, how can he say that he has come down from heaven? How can he say that? And they were grumbling among themselves. And Jesus says, don't. Don't grumble on myself. No one can come to me in faith. No one can believe me unless the Father who has sent me draws to him. You will not believe that I have come down from heaven because the Father has not drawn you to me. Now, if this is not now becoming clear to you, then it will never be clear. Jesus said, all that the Father gives me will come to me in faith. Here he says, no one comes to me unless the Father who has sent me draws him. Same statements, just the opposite side. The first one is the positive. All that the Father gives me. The second one here in verse 24 is the negative. No one comes to me. But in both cases... It is the Father who draws them. It is the Father who draws them and gives them to Jesus Christ. So don't grumble. Don't grumble amongst yourself. I'm not surprised that you do not believe me. There's no point that you should grumble. I understand. Because you cannot believe in me. The Father has not drawn you to him. You can only believe me if the Father has drawn you to me. So do not grumble. There's no point in you grumbling. I am not surprised by your unbelief. And guess what? Those that the Father draws to me, again I will raise him up on the last day. This is the very same group. Even if you go back to verse 30, 30 7 again, all that the Father gives me, no one comes to me unless the Father draws me. I will never cast out. I will raise him up on the last day. I will raise him up on the last day. Again here in verse 44, I will raise him up on the last day. There is not twice, not three times, four, five times that Jesus is assuring those that believe in him that they will never lose their salvation. But the believing only came because the Father has drawn them to Jesus Christ. Because the Father has given them to Jesus Christ. Without the Father acting, 
you are part of those invested six that did not believe. So the question, is faith in Jesus a free choice or an irresistible gift? What we've read so far clearly shows it is not a free choice. It is not a free choice. It is the Father that draws you. It is the Father that gives you to Jesus Christ. And once he has drawn you and has given you to Jesus Christ, what happens next? You will come to Jesus in faith. So the drawing and the giving by the Father of people to Jesus Christ leads to them believing in him. And once they believe in him, he will never lose any of them. He will give them eternal life and he will raise them up on the last day. There is no other way of reading this passage that we are dealing today and coming up to a different conclusion. You have to simply conclude that the act of faith by believers is because the Father has drawn them and has given them to Jesus Christ. And that these believers who have been drawn by the Father and given to Jesus Christ, that have now come to Jesus Christ in faith, will never lose their salvation because it is the Father's will that Jesus gives them eternal life and it is the Father's will that he raises them up on the last day. But how does God draw people to Jesus Christ? How does he do that? Verse 45, it is written in the prophets, and they will be all taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Now we know how people are drawn and given to Jesus Christ. It is because it is God himself who teaches them. And once they have heard and learned from God, the Father, they then come to Jesus Christ. And by the way, this is a quotation from um, Jeremiah 31. It's a quotation from Jeremiah 31. Verse 33. God's there, when he introduces the new covenant, he says that I will teach them myself. I will teach them myself. Maybe we should go to Jeremiah 31, quickly. Here I want to show you. This is when God instituted the new covenant. When he, he made an announcement that the old Mosaic covenant, the whole Old Testament covenant, the covenant that he made between himself and the people of Israel, this is when he made a covenant that that very same covenant will be replaced by a new one. He says here, and let's read. This is now God speaking through Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming, declared the Lord, Yahweh, when 
I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So here, God is telling us, I am talking about the covenant I made through, with, with you via Moses. My covenant that you broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. So that covenant, once they came out of Egypt, God sent Moses and said, tell the people of Israel that if they will obey me, I will be their God. And they said, yes, we will do. He went back to God and God then declared a covenant that if you do this, I will be your God. That very covenant they broke. It is the covenant that is normally known as the Mosaic Covenant. They broke that. And God says, I'm going to replace it with a new covenant. And he says, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. And watch that there is nowhere in this where you see the people of Israel having to do anything in this covenant. It is all God. I will put my laws within them. I will write on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor, and each, and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. <laughs> so no one will, will be able to stand up and say, I don't know the Lord. God will teach them himself. No longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. Why? I will put my laws within them. I will write it on their hearts. So once God has taught you, once once they have had it and they have learned from the Father, at that point, they come to Jesus in faith. And Jesus, just to make sure here, he says, not that anyone has seen the Father. He doesn't mean that because you have been taught by the Father, you have actually seen him. He says, except he who is from God, and he's talking about himself, he has seen the Father. God doesn't come to your house and sit at your chair and say, okay, now let's talk about uh, Jesus Christ and I'm going to teach you this and so on. No, no, Only Jesus has seen the Father. Only Jesus has seen the Father. This is the word of God. This is not my words. It is the word of God. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying, although you have seen me, the very bread of life that you are asking for, you do not believe me. But despite the fact that you don't, I know that those that the Father gives to me will come to me. They will come to me. And I will never cast them out. 
because it is the, my father's will that I lose none of them, preferring to those that the father has given to me, that I lose none of them, and that I raised all of them on the last day, and that I should give them eternal life. And your unbelief, your grumbling is understandable because you have not been drawn by the Father. No one can come to me unless the Father draws them. And when they do, I will never cast them out. And how does the Father draw them? By teaching them himself. And once they have heard the teaching and they have learned from the teaching, the end result is they come to Jesus in faith. So unless the Father draws you to Jesus Christ, you will not believe in Him. You are like those in verse 36 that Jesus said, Although you have seen me, yet you do not believe in me. Those that are in hell are there because the Father has not drawn them to Jesus Christ. Because if he had, and they still ended up in hell, Jesus failed. If the Father drew these people and gave them to Jesus Christ, and they ended up in hell, Jesus failed. The link between the Father drawing people and giving them to Jesus Christ is that they will believe in Him. This is the Word of God. It is not a choice. God doesn't say, all those that I draw and all those that I give to Jesus will have a choice whether they want to believe or not. It is not in scripture. Nowhere does God say, or Jesus say, or the word say, that once the Father has drawn you, and has given you to Jesus Christ, that you can say, ah, no, I'm not interested. No. Once the Father has drawn you, by teaching you, and once you have heard that, the end result is you do come to Jesus Christ. And when you do, you do not go to hell. You do not. God cannot, God the Father cannot fail, and God the Son cannot fail. God can never, the Father can never fail to draw someone and give them to Jesus, and those people believe in Jesus Christ. The Father's job is to draw, give to Jesus, People who will come to him in faith. So the father only gives to Jesus. Those that will come to him in faith. He doesn't give people to Jesus. That will have a choice. In whether they come to Jesus or not. No. That's not what the father says. He only gives to Jesus. Those people that will come to him in faith. 
whose end result will be that they are given eternal life by Jesus Christ, they are not lost by Jesus Christ, and they will be raised up on the last day. Where do we see choice in this? Where do we see choice? I wish I had more time to even show you other verses that link to this. But having read John 10 and now John 6, there is absolutely no other conclusion that can be raised, uh, reached except that there are a group of specific people that God has decided to draw by teaching them and give them to Jesus Christ and the very same people that will come to Jesus in faith and the people that Jesus will give eternal life and those that will be raised on the last day. And then there are those that will not be drawn by the Father, as those that are seen in verse 6, that have seen Jesus Christ and yet do not believe. And those that have been seen in John 10, where Jesus Christ said, you do not believe me because you are not of my sheep. Every single person that will go to hell is because they have not been drawn by the Father. Why? Because the Father has decided that. Is that unfair? Who are you to question God? What do you know about fair and unfair? Because it is God who determines what is fair and it is God who determines what is not fair. You are the clay and God is the potter. And the potter has the right to do with the clay whatever he wants. So, is faith in Jesus Christ a free choice or a gift? Definitely not a free choice. It is not up to you. It's not because of your own strength that you can believe in Jesus Christ. But you believe in Jesus Christ because firstly, the Father draws you by teaching and then gives to you to Jesus Christ so that you can believe in Him. And you are not more powerful than God. You cannot say no. You cannot say no. So those that go to hell are those that the Father did not draw by His own decision. Not because it is those that chose not to believe. They could not believe even if they wanted to. Because unless the Father draws them, teaches them, and gives them to Jesus Christ, they will not come to Jesus Christ. This is the crossroad. Our time is up. I want to thank you for watching. And please do not keep this message to yourself. Subscribe to the channel. Please don't forget to subscribe. I know these messages are very controversial. But it must be preached. It is the word of God. It is contrary to most of what we've been taught. But since now we are in a position to read the Bible ourselves, you can see clearly what God is saying. I hope this message blesses you and helps you. Thank you very much for watching The Crossroad. Tabba, my father, signing out. Amen.